Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. At least I don't have an anvil embedded in my face. We are doing The Cartoon Lost and Found, which aired on Nick at Night. Yes, we are. So, this one's a really interesting one because this was... Uh, almost to the point of being a creepypasta for a while. Yeah, this was only found a few months ago. This is less than a year ago that this was discovered. Yes, this was one of those things that people swore they saw at some point in the middle of the night, and then they couldn't, like, no one knew anything about it. It was really not re-aired. And this is very early on in Nick at Night's career. Nick at Night launched in 1985, and... This aired right around Halloween 1989. The version that we found actually did have some of the commercial rips intact. Yeah, but it seemed to cut around, like... The the commercials we got were only the Nick at Night commercials. Which, to be entirely fair, were the most interesting ones. Yeah, so just like the bumpers. So you could see that there was going to be a Bewitched Marathon. Yes. Uh, But first, let's pour one out. Yes, let's pour one out. We're returning to form by getting back into uh, some real good cocktails here. Yeah, I'm happy with these. Uh, So I think you should go first. What do you got there, Laura? I have uh, the cartoon montage. Okay. The cartoon montages in this are uh, a little overproduced. Oh, yeah. And they're a little bit of sensory overload. So I have done something terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. This is Cotton Candy Bang. The energy drink. Okay. With a splash of strawberry lemonade vodka. Oh my goodness. And then I wanted it to be pink, so I put in a single drop of red food coloring. On a related note, we need pastel food coloring. Yeah, this is very red. Yeah, this looks... This is the... Let's just call this the Stay Doomed Halloween special. Oh, okay. Um, I want to point out to our listeners that uh, I've known Lara for like 11 years now. I've never seen her drink an energy drink. Uh, For those of you at home, sorry for the headphone uh, users. She just took a sip. (laughs) So much. All right. Take a sip of that. I'll take a sip of it, sure. Oh, do you remember Cotton Candy Bubble Yum? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, I know that taste. It's Cotton Candy Bubble Gum. It's that, like, pink and purple and blue bubblegum they used to sell at the check stand. Yeah. And I used, like, the chewing it gave you cavities. Mm-hmm. It is that. It definitely tastes bad for my teeth. Oh, my God. And it doesn't go away. No, it's it, it lingers. Oh, it lingers. God. Yeah. All right. Well, get used to that noise throughout the course of this podcast. I Oof. 
poured myself a very nice distinguished drink, which is a little Jim Bean on the rocks. Why is it acid green? Because then I took this very distinguished and honorable drink and put it in the mindset of a high schooler and added Mountain Dew. So I took a distinguished drink and put it into the eyes of a 16-year-old. So I'm calling this the 16-year-old Honest Abe. And this is the Lost Clone High Cocktail. A cartoon lost and found. Mm. Okay. That's better than it should be. You don't, you're not going to like it. Uh, Can it be worse than what I'm drinking? I mean, I like Jim Bean. Do it taste like Jim Bean, but citrusy? Okay, so today I learned. <laughs> yeah. That if you mix Mountain Dew with a Jim Beam, you get a margarita. <laughs> you know what? We could probably convince someone if I put salt around this that this is a margarita. It really. And they'd be like, "This is a weird margarita." But I get the margarita from it more than I get the bourbon. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay, that's not weird at all. No, we should totally do this experiment. We should mix Jim Bean and Mountain Dew and then serve it in salted rim glasses with a lime and just tell people it's a margarita and see how many people are like, this is a good margarita. This is why we don't go to parties, guys. (laughs) This is true. This is why we don't get invited anymore. We don't get invited. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about cartoon lost and found. So it actually, it starts off with a uh, like a little cold open of a montage. Yes. And we see things like Speed Racer, Cool McCool, Tom Slick, Super Chicken. Yes. And it is this crazy sensory overload 1960s syndication cartoons. Mhm. And then we see a bag get thrown against a door labeled Cartoon Lost and Found. Yeah. And Adam West opens the door and screams, Responsibility will find you someday, friend. And he takes the bag in and it's a bunch of film reels. Yes. Uh, he's in... The, the studio is, he's in is B-52, which I was like, is that a reference to the plane and or band? It's probably a reference to the band. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, maybe Flintstones... Uh, probably because it's just pop culture-y. Yeah, that makes sense. He is giving strong Doc from Fraggle Rock vibes. Yeah, Adam West does really come off like Doc from uh, from Fraggle Rock. In the middle of the episode, I pulled up a picture of Doc and asked you who wore it best. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, he's Doc. And you're like, yeah, kind of. And then I showed you the picture and you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> He also makes a comment, and this is really showing, like, oh, this is old. He says something like, It happens two or three times a week. The bell rings, I open the door, and all that's there is a sack of unwanted, abandoned cartoons. At this point, I'd be happy just to see a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. He's like, oh, all right, just taking shots at them. All right, cool. <laughs> and really, that, that was the one that you, uh, you got hung up on? I, it's, I wrote that one down. He probably made another one while I was writing it. He makes a bunch of uh, jokes about himself being different. Yeah, he mentioned... He says that he's the professor from Gilligan's Island. And I was like, why did he say that? 
He goes out of his way to not say he's Batman. Yeah, which I thought was odd. But the the thing that I noticed is he has a machine that he can put the film reels in to, mm. like, restore them. Yeah. This is the required equipment, a Series 10 cartoon computer. Or as the janitor calls it, El Grande Portopati. Until we caught him. Yeah. So this, like, weirdly kind of racist joke about the janitor. Oh, is that you took that as racist? Yes. What do you think that joke means? It means that the janitor used to crap in the machine. That's what I thought too. And I was like, that's a funny joke because it looks like a a toilet seat. That yeah, I just meant because they, he used the Spanish, implying that the janitor was like a Spanish speaker instead of just being like, instead of the men's room. Yeah. Like the janitor used to call it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I just thought it was... Interesting. Like I thought that joke was nicely slipped in to be like, this is a machine the janitor used to poop in. <laughs> yes, fair. Um, I I kind of got a slightly racist vibe to that. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that as well. So I, I th- my next note is intro of horrors. <laughs> uh, my next note is oh shit he us. Oh yeah, his job is us because he's bringing back these old curiosities. Yeah. And we kind of tinge more horror in our, like, theming. Yeah. And he seems to tinge more, like, friendly Uncle Adam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's taking them in and shining them up and giving them new life. We're out robbing graves in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, (laughs) I... He then, like, hits a button, and he starts playing these clips from these different cartoons. Yes. And I write intro of horrors because I think this is the intro, is all these cartoons cut up. Yeah, and it's another one of these, like, sensory assault. Little do I know that this is the show. Yeah. Uh, So we get our first montage of cartoons. What, What do you have written down? Um... I have George of the Jungle, Top Cat. Uh, I have a note to look up what year Cartoon Network debuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cartoon Network debuts about three years after this, in okay. 1992. Uh, because these are all cartoons I am kind of familiar with. Yeah. Because they were all things that ran weekend mornings on Cartoon Network. Like, not the A-team. It's mm. not Dexter. It's not Powerpuff Girls. These were the things they kind of burned off in the off times. Mm-hmm. Super Chicken, Tom Slick. Yeah, okay, you keep bringing up Tom Slick. I don't remember Tom Slick at all. He just seems like a race car Dudley Do-Right. Yes. All right, nailed it. Yeah, I mean, these were not high-concept cartoons. You could have also said, like, he's American Speed Racer. Okay. Now, we do actually see a number no, see of Speed Racer. Japanese cartoons. We yeah. see Astro Boy. We see Speed Racer. Um, the one that doesn't fit to me is the Hercules yeah, the mighty Hercules I had no memory of. It looks like Superman. Yeah, it's definitely done in a different... Uh, it's definitely done in a different style. It ran one season. Uh, it's Canadian. Ah, okay. Which is why it looks substantially different. Uh, but when I say it's one season, it's one cartoon season. So it's yeah. 128 episodes. <laughs> And we actually hear, like, some of the theme song. It's, like, this overwrought theme song. Mm -hmm. And that cracks me up. 
Uh, uh, it's a weird montage, and it goes on for a very long time. Yeah. Th- things of note I have are drunk lobster. Yes. There was a drunk lobster. Uh, the line, good ear and great puss, is said. I mean, it usually, it used to mean cat. I know, it's just interesting to hear. Uh, there is a cartoon with a little scientist named Leonardo mm-hmm. that I was like, wait, I remember this cartoon. And I did look it up. It was like the side cartoon to Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I used to watch Alvin and the Chipmunks. I believe it also appeared on Wienerville. Yes, because this was a big phenomenon that we don't really see as much in the 2020s, 2010s. Is having a cartoon show that had like a weird B cartoon. Yeah. That always aired in that in that spot with it. Yes. Because modern, to use more modern examples, think like Dial M for Monkey. I would say the most modern we could probably go is the Pinky and the Brain segments of Animaniacs. Uh, Dial M for Monkey's later. From Dexter? Oh, I'm saying that because Animaniacs is on Hulu now. With True. I, see, I would make the argument that Pinky and the Brain at this time is mm. no longer really a B show. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking of... How um, I Am Weasel, before it spun off into its own show, I Am Weasel aired as the middle segment of Cow and Chicken. Yes. Yes. So you would have these kinds of shows. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee Tuxedo. Have no idea what you're talking about right now. Uh, I believe he was a little penguin. He would run with, like, underdog. Okay. So this was really common to have, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks ran with that little scientist. Mm-hmm. The best known ones tend to run with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, yeah. That's where you got Dudley Do-Right. That's where you got Fractured Fairy Tales. Yeah, uh, Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. To be honest, most of the Rocky and Bullwinkle mm. ones could have carried their own show. Yeah. Aesop. Do, do you have a favorite B cartoon? Um, Are you a big Dial M for Monkey fan? No, I, I would have to go either Peabody and Sherman mm. or Fractured Fairy Tales. Okay, so From you were a big, Bullwinkle. yeah, you were a big Rocky. I was a huge Rocky and Bullwinkle fan. Somewhere, um, I used to have the fairy from Fractured Fairy. Oh, Games. really? Yeah, I used to have a little plushie of the fairy. Uh, I, you're, this is, I think Laura's opinion of me might drop. I was not actually a huge fan of Freakazoid, but I really liked Lord Bravery. Lord Bravery, Lord Bravery. Which was a B cartoon in Freakazoid about a terrible superhero that, like, he was too pedantic to ever do anything helpful. I am so upset with you right now. <laughs> I mean, I liked Freakazoid, but I remember watching Freakazoid in the hopes for a Lord Bravery cartoon. I adored Freakazoid and was always like, oh, a Lord Bravery cartoon. Lord well, Bravery. Time to go brush my teeth. <laughs> oh, Freakazoid. That, oh. Freakazoid was funny. I would put it below, like, Animaniacs and stuff like that. Have, how much Freakazoid have you watched as an adult? Very little. Freakazoid as an adult holds up insanely right. well. Potential bonus episode. So, uh, my next notes are you saying, is this going to be forever? <laughs> and it ends right about when you do that. Because that's when it starts to dawn on me that this isn't the intro, that this is the show. 
And I was starting to worry it was just going to be this for a half hour. And it would also have been a garbage episode. Like, we were not going to get to see any more Adam West. (laughs) I do actually have the note of this is very turn-on. It does feel very turn-on. It's that very chaotic... It's chaotic. It's content created by a machine. Yeah. Like, it does feel a lot like turn-on. So... Then we go back to Adam West. We get to see Adam West again. And they do this weird thing where every once in a while, Adam West will, like... Get lit from below. Yeah, and, like, turn. So we get a different camera. He's lit from below. And then he kind of, like, talks to God. Yeah, he, like, pontificates. (laughs) And this is where he says, For me, it was the awkward years. Puberty hit me. Like a backstage clown hits a circus pony repeatedly and with a big red shoe. But no matter how bad it got, cartoons were a sure cure. I could always say to myself, at least I don't have a giant anvil embedded in my face. Actually, that phrase still works for me today. Audit it again. At least I don't have a giant anvil embedded in my face. Uh, and then I have, at least I don't have a giant anvil embedded in my face. So no matter how bad things got for him. Yeah. Cartoons were always there for him. And like, this is supposed to be kind of like his origin story. Yeah. Of why he is the caretaker of these cartoons. Mm -hmm. And so then we get another montage. Yeah. And my next note is, this is proto-adult swim. Mm Mm-hmm. This fills that same kind of gap. Of, oh, this was for stoners to watch in the middle of the night. Because I actually had, at one point, there was something that looked kind of like Space Ghost. Funny you should say that. Uh, I forget which cartoon it was, but something kind of looked like Space Ghost. And I was like, oh, they're just kind of chopping this up. They haven't had the idea yet to repurpose it. So, it's very funny you should say that. I'm a very funny gentleman. Uh... The writer of this special mm-hmm. is one of the writers behind Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I tried to reach out to him on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, he hasn't responded. If he ever does, I'll bring it up in a future episode. Gotcha. Uh, I So I was kind of hoping to hear from him. I tweeted about it and he liked the tweet. So I kind of like took that as like a hi. Hi. So Spike, DM me back, please. <laughs> and we meet little Jimmy. Yes, little Jimmy lost his favorite cartoon. Yeah, the adapter, who was one-third men and two-third modern kitchenette. And Jimmy is, like, dressed up as the adapter, so he's covered in, like, toasters. Toasters and, like, hot plates. Yeah, and a blender. Yeah. And it is a very strange thing. And then we, uh, Adam West goes, like, we'll help you find a new favorite cartoon, Jimmy. Yeah. And then we get a super cat montage of... Uh, it's time to use my blank gun. It's time to use my pulverizer gun. It's time to use my copter gun. Now to turn on my vacuum gun. This rotating scoop gun will cut through. I've still got my water pistol. Oh, yeah, it's just that gun cat. And I have this here. I was like, who the heck is gun cat? It was just a cat with a gun, and he had a different type of gun for every situation. Yeah, I have a note that it's Super Cat. It's Super Cat? What a great name. But I think I actually may be wrong. I think it may be Crazy Cat. Okay. Because when I was doing research about this, there is 
almost nothing about this show. Plus, later on, we're going to get a cat montage, so there was a lot of cat cartoons. I know it wasn't Top Cat, because Top Cat was a villain for Underdog. Uh, That's not correct. Top Cat was not an Underdog villain. Ooh, I'm I'm 90% sure that there was an Underdog villain named Top Cat. Um, let me, I'm looking through here. Villains, Simon Bar Sinister, Cad Lackey, uh, Riff Raff, Riff Raff's Gang, none of which have cat names. Uh, The Mask, Bat, other villains, Bat, Overcat. Overcat, damn it. Because I knew it was the opposite of Underdog. Yeah, no, uh, Top Cat is uh, a yellow cat wearing like a purple. Yeah, uh, pork pie. Yeah. (laughs) Top Cat is in the classic Hanna-Barbera canon. Mm-hmm. So, Noah was wrong. Laura was right. Can that be a song? Mm. <laughs> I guess it has to be now. Noah was wrong. Laura's right. You're welcome, America. Uh, so I have, after the it's time to use my blank gun, LOL the 60s, y'all. Yeah. Because uh, we actually covered Deadly Force. On this, I bet, a year and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about, like, oh, that was how guns were approached in the 90s. Because mm-hmm. we hit this weird thing of, like, you couldn't use guns in cartoons after, like, 1990. And then we see Astro Boy. And then we get another weird montage. An- another weird intercut yeah. with Adam West. And I just... Mr. W- Jack. Just, just before we move on to that, I want to bring this up. I know it sounds like we're not saying much because we say, then we see Astro Boy. But I, I want to really stress, Astro Boy doesn't do anything. We no. don't see him, like, succeed in anything. He just kind of flies around for a moment, and then he's gone. Yeah, it's very much a montage. Yeah. Uh, you see Astro Boy, and if you didn't know who Astro Boy was, you would not be like, oh, so that's Astro Boy. Because mm. there's nothing saying he's Astro Boy. No. It's, we know enough about old cartoons to go, oh, look, Astro yeah. Boy. This is our hobby. So we know this stuff. Yeah, we see, like, tiny little cuts of Speed Racer here yeah. and there. I, I want to point out that for us watching this, very little of this show was me going, who the hell is that? Yeah. The only ones I really wasn't sure of was Hercules and Tom Slick. And mostly be- I was confused by Tom Slick because every time he was on screen, you'd go, Tom Slick! I was like, I have no idea who this gentleman is <laughs> that Laura is so excited to see. Because they, uh, Tom Slick himself, I believe, was actually a B cartoon. Uh, he ran with George of the Jungle. Okay, so it was that the the Rocky and Bullwinkle like those cartoons. Yeah, I, I seem to remember it running with George of the Jungle. This was like a big Jay Ward Productions yeah. thing. Jay Ward was um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, it, it's a character that would be played by Brendan Fraser had it become a movie. It still could be. <laughs> well, yeah, get Brendan Fraser on the line. Come on, Brendan Fraser. How, when's, Dune, when's Doom Patrol on hiatus? Yeah. If we can go on another tangent. Which is what guys, this episode... Guys, just so you know... This is we don't have a lot to say about this episode. No, we're like actually We're almost done. Yeah, we're approaching the end of the episode uh, already. Have you ever seen the Dudley Do Right movie? Yes, I have. It's awesome. Yeah. I saw all of those. I saw him in George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle's okay. Uh, <laughs> you were not an eleven year old girl no, in the nineties. But like um, Dudley Do Right was like surprisingly really clever. It's really meta. 
Yeah, it's really meta. There's a lot of trope humor. It's really good. Uh, I loved Dudley do I I saw Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle in theaters on purpose. Th- that was the one with, with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro as Boris, Boris and. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Robert De Niro is fearless leader. Jason Alexander is Boris. Yes, yes. And it's the girl from Third Rock from the Sun is Natasha. Yeah, Rene Russo. Rene Russo, also known as A Lot of Vagina from Austin Powers. I did not know that was her. No, Ivana Humpalot. I want Ivana Humpalot was her. Uh, you guys would probably best know her as Frigga from the MCU. Thor's mommy. That's the girl from Third Rock from the Sun? I don't think that's the girl from Third Rock of the Sun. Noah was wrong, Lara's right. But yeah, I saw that movie in theaters on purpose. And I was like a little too old to be seeing like kids movies with my mom. So like I took my little friends with me and they were mad. (laughs) Uh, I don't get to choose the movie very often anymore, guys. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) So then we meet Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack. Who was asking for some spare cartoons for illustrations for his cookbook Mm -hmm. to serve cats. Well, he doesn't say it's a cookbook yet. It was just called oh. To Serve Cats. Right. But because we have seen The, the Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone or that one episode of The Simpsons, uh, The Treehouse of Horror, we were like, oh, it's a cookbook. So like when it's revealed later that it's a cookbook, we have no reaction. <laughs> and then Adam West has another one of those weird dramatic lighting things where he says, The feline leads the ideal existence. It doesn't sweat after walking. What is this? And then we get a cat montage. Then we get a cat montage. Things that I wrote down are... uh, The first thing they say about Felix the Cat is that he's gay. Here is Felix the Cat, gay. But they... Yeah, they're like, Felix the Cat is a gay old cat. But they mean happy. Yes. Which is, you know, just fun to look back on. Uh... There's the cat signal at one point, which they break into the montage to show Adam West saying, It's the cat signal! We're wanted by police headquarters! You all right, West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, that cat signal got my adrenaline pumping, pumping. I'm all right. I'm fine. And then I want to bring this up because this is something that, like, we haven't discussed yet. Yeah. How old cartoons had laugh tracks. Yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, very few cartoons are done live because it is a great strain on the artist's wrist. That's like an old joke. That's an old Simpsons joke. (laughs) Uh, But the idea that, like, early television, early 60s television, they were afraid to put out a comedy even in cartoon form, without a laugh track, because people might not know it's funny. And, like, now in the 2020s, like, laugh tracks are almost entirely dead. Yeah. Like, there are very few shows with laugh tracks. To the point where if you hear a laugh track in a show now, it's almost intentional to, like, draw attention to itself. Yeah, yeah, like WandaVision. I I was actually just thinking about WandaVision. uh, Or, uh, like, a Nobody's Watching Yes. Where the whole point of the laugh track is to 
make sure the audience is aware. But that's also like that style of sitcom has fallen kind of out of vogue. Yeah. In favor of like the documentary sitcom, something like The Office or Parks and Rec or Modern Family. Yeah. Or the more um the more like cinematic type comedies like a Shits Creek. Yeah. Or a Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, there are very few shows done with a studio audience nowadays. Yeah, I know Big Bang Theory may have been one of the most recent ones. That's off the air now. Yeah, that and what, Two Broke Girls? Is that? I'm not sure. I th- I've i never watched an episode, so I, I can't really say. I did watch it. I didn't really care for it. I watched a few episodes because yeah, I, I like Kat Dennings. But did How I Met Your Mother even have a laugh track? I doubt it. I don't think it did. Because that shot like a sitcom still. How I Met Your Mother didn't had laugh tracks, but from episode screenings. So it was actually audio from a studio audience. Interesting. But not from when they filmed it, because they didn't film it in that fashion. Interesting. Okay. So that was a super... It was shot over three days, multiple cameras running, but the show was not performed for a studio audience. All right. Interesting. Research. Research. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, anything else from the, the cat montage you wanted to bring up? Uh, no. Yeah, because again, I want to point out, we don't really get to see the cats do anything. It was just kind of like, hey, look, it's Felix the Cat. By the way, Felix the Cat, public domain now. Did you know that? I did. He fell into public domain. Poor I, Felix the Cat. I mean, it's not uncommon. Like, we're going to see Steamboat Willie potentially getting into the public domain uh, soon. Uh, we're going to see Steamboat Willie supposed to go into the public domain, and I guarantee you Disney does not allow that to happen somehow. I mean, they actually called uh, the su- the one Sonny Bono-sponsored bill was called the Mickey Mouse Law because uh, Steamboat Willie was supposed to go into the public domain in the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah, I've actually it, it studied this for a bit. Gotcha. Uh, so they've actually, Disney has been really pushing the boundaries of copyright law. Now, Mickey Mouse himself does not become a public domain because of the ways they've... That's why he gets redesigned every so often. Right. Uh, that's why the common idea of... That's why we went to this like weird classic redesign. Yeah. Uh, about, I guess, maybe five years ago, Disney started pushing that mm-hmm. more old-timey look to Mickey. Yeah. Because it'll be way easier for them to prosecute unauthorized things mm-hmm. if that old-timey Mickey is current Mickey. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean... I think we're going to have to rethink copyright law just because there was a time where things went away and things don't really go away anymore. No. That's what our show is, (laughs) is not letting things that really should have been buried and forgotten come back. So So after this montage, Adam West realizes it's a cookbook and dismisses the To Serve Cats guy. Yes. And then uh, my next notes. Oh, they used to air my three sons every night. Oh, because we saw a commercial. Yeah, and then my next note is, ooh, a Bewitched marathon. Yes. Bewitched is the show that taught me about reruns. When Elizabeth Montgomery died, uh, I was devastated as a child because I went crying to my mother about how young she was. I was about six when Elizabeth Montgomery died. Right. And I went crying to my mother. She was so young. She was so young. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, do you know what a rerun is? And I was like, no, I'm six. And that's how I learned what syndication and reruns were. Mm-hmm. Because of my like, just, 
utter devastation at the loss of Samantha from Bewitched, which was one yeah. of my favorite shows growing up. Right. Uh, I also, I thought it was really interesting because I was doing a little bit of research in Nick at Night, uh, partially because of this episode, partially because I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so Nick at Night was airing My Three Sons and Bewitched, which were about 25 years old. Right. Uh, when those shows were, when those shows came back. Right. So I was curious as to like, what is running on Nick at Night now? Okay. Uh, so I was kind of trying to find out, like, oh, what is Nick at Night currently running? Okay, let me let me take some guesses. How about that? While okay. while you're you're pulling up your research here, I'm sure it's a lot of Friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I would say, I would say Seinfeld, but I learned recently that Comedy Central got the rights to Seinfeld, so that's what they've been running. Um. So I would say. I'm trying to think. I know what TBS kind of has, like the Modern Family and uh, the uh, what's the other thing that I was going to say? Um, the Big Bang Theory. I try to block the Big Bang Theory from my brain as much as possible. Okay. Uh, so I would say maybe at this point, Nick at Night might have like Scrubs, and they probably want something with like a laugh track and things like that. They might actually still be showing the Golden Girls due to their sudden resurrection. And I would say, uh, I don't know, mad about you. So you are, you've one correct answer. It's Friends. They've been airing the living crap out of Friends. That's what I figured. They are also currently airing Mom. With Anna Ferris, Really? Which only went off the air six months ago. Yeah. Uh, they aired Young... They aired Young Sheldon. Ew. Which is currently running. Ew. And they air Mike and Molly. Oh. And Mike and Molly, similarly, has only been off the air for five years. Because I, I had that thought of like, oh, when they aired Friends... Like, are we, like, are we old? Are we old? Because I remember being upset when the Wonder Years went to Nick at Night. Because I was like, the Wonder Years were just on TV. How is it on Nick at Night? What is happening to time? But, like, I also remember the time where, like, Nick at Night was I Love Lucy, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie. And... Those were starting to like get pushed out by other shows, so they all went to TV land. Yeah, and then a more modern, like retro aesthetic became of Nick at Night. Full House was Full a big House one at showed the time. Up, but like, I was I was fully expecting like Home Improvement or something like that to be mentioned, but no, it's Young Sheldon. Because I'm looking. Ugh. Well, I remember there was the the George Lopez years. They aired George Lopez. Forever. I think there was a time where George Lopez had a new show on Nick at Night. But I'm just talking about like his regular sitcom. Yes. Aired for a really long time. Uh, the other one I always think of is The Nanny. Ran oh, for yeah, a yeah. really long time. Because uh, I used to like go home and watch The Nanny after rehearsal. And it was just like that was my safe space. Yeah. But I remember... They they justified the Wonder Years because they they did get some flack for the Wonder Years about because it was about yeah the time period the rest of the shows were taking place in yeah it made sense 
But like scrolling through here, you can really tell at the end of the at the end of the nineties, the beginning of two thousands, they really fall off what that used to be, and the programming gets more and more current. Interesting. Because uh, I had the thought of like, well, what is the gap right now? Like, what would that gap be? But really, it's not close. Friends is you know, Friends has been off the air for close to twenty years now, believe it yeah. or not, and that one kind of holds up. But these were all shows that have been off the air for over 20 years when... See, that's so weird because I think of Scrubs a lot. Yeah. Because in Scrubs, they make a lot of references to like Sanford and Son and the Brady Bunch and things like that. And I I remember when watching this, I was like, it's going to be interesting in 10 years when they update all those references. Yeah. But there is no show that's making references to... Home Improvement and Step by Step and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is weird. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what that 90s show looks like. Yes, I'm very excited for that 90s show. Uh, that feels like something that... We'll have to do that 80s show. Yeah, that and... 80s show did not run very long, so that's something we could do for yeah. the for the show. Yeah. Anyway, um, Adam goes to the dramatic weird place again. Yes. Back, meanwhile, back in the thing we're covering, uh, I have the note, without war, there is no peace. Without mines, is there the phrase, take it elsewhere, scram. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about how I haven't heard the phrase scram since growing up. And then I have the note of, this is very late 80s Nickelodeon. Uh, I read the book Slimed. Right. Which, if you're into this kind of stuff, I do recommend the oral history of Nickelodeon, Slimed. Mm-hmm. Late 80s, early 90s Nickelodeon was like early YouTube. Wild West, no rules. That's how a show like Ren and Stimpy got through. Yeah. So they could kind of do a lot of weird experimental stuff as long as it was cheap. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they, they found these boxes of cartoons in like a warehouse somewhere and were like, we could use these. Because nobody cared about them. Right. And then we get a villain montage. Yes. We get one last montage. Well, I want to point out they did a very subtle thing here. He shot crooked because all the bad guys in Batman were always shot with a crooked camera. Yes. So I was like, oh, I get this reference. And also in Push Nevada. Also in Push Nevada, there's a lot of crooked shots. Uh, So then basically he gives the the speech from Wreck-It Ralph just because they're bad guys does not make them bad guys. Yes. And we see a villain montage and we get some snidely whiplash. And uh, Overcat. You do get Overcat. Uh, yeah, we get like just a villain montage of like everybody who's evil. Yeah, and the last thing we see is a guy like drugging a woman to have sex with her. Yeah, and you actually make this great comment about, uh, is, this, is this necessary? Because I, I just wrote, my final note is, this ends on a rapist. Yes. What well, ends on Adam West then telling us not to throw batteries in a fire. Yes, because they'll explode. Which is very that era of like, there was always a weird non sequitur lesson at the end. Yes. Well, there was also a time where you were told if you throw batteries in the fire, it turns the flames pretty colors. And it was encouraged. And they're like, oh, wait, it's shooting poison everywhere. Yeah. And the, uh, the 80s also were very well known for those weird PSAs. Because yeah. knowing's half the battle. Mm-hmm. I remember we, uh, you had Captain Planet 
given to you on DVD. Yes, I got that in a Reddit exchange. And we watched a few episodes and there was one that was like, don't have kids. Yeah, don't overpopulate the planet. Yeah. And don't kill elephants for ivory. Which was definitely something I, as a seven-year-old... Was uh, like, I'm not... I'm not going to buy any ivory. <laughs> yeah, it was a decision I faced every... It was like the quicksand equivalent of a PSA mm. of like a thing you never encounter yeah. as a suburban six-year-old. Yeah, the Captain Planet Watch Along podcast was definitely on the table of ideas before Stay Doomed existed. <laughs> and so then Adam West does his little parting speech and he goes, if you ever find a cartoon or if you lose one, stop by. I'll be here. And then he leaves. Yes. Just like, that's just bad writing. He also says, like, until next time. And I was like, yes. did they honestly believe this would be a show? My guess is this show cost, like, nothing, nothing to produce. <laughs> yeah. So, I think... I just check my messages one more time, hoping. Um, I, I like that I've harassed the screenwriter of the famous New Soup for You episode of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. To ask him about this thing he probably forgets doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole show. And we apologize for the lack of sanity in our, like, review. But it's just a lot of stuff happens. Not even. A lot of things are shown. They don't do anything. But the entire purpose of this show seems to be, oh, I remember that cartoon. But not enough to want to watch it. <laughs> yes. It's just meant to spark that memory. It's not meant for you to discover a new cartoon. That's for damn sure. No. I, it's just meant to activate your nostalgia for a couple minutes. I, I genuinely got really big Adult Swim type vibes of this was meant for if you were, you know, uh, drunk or high in the middle of the night. Yeah. And that was what you were just like, I'm going to just, you know, drink and yeah, the watch only, cartoons. The only thing that's really, like, substance, in my opinion, in terms of the cartoons, is the cat gun bit. Yeah, where they because, actually take the time to edit together a lot of a thing. Yeah, they repurpose the footage to put a spotlight on something about this cartoon. But other than that, it's just like, hey, remember Felix the Cat? Cool. Do you remember Top Cat? Cool. Do you remember Overcat? Cool. Sort of. <laughs> All right, so cats, they were in cartoons. Goodbye. Villains. Y'all like villains? So, like, it begs the question, what would a second episode of this look like? And it would probably just be like, here's some dogs. Yeah. Here's some explosions. Here's Adam West. And here's, like, cars. Yeah. With Tom Slick and Speed Racer, they could have done, like, a lot of car montage, I would think. But, yeah, this was a, this was a strange one. Yeah, this is... It's definitely a weird oddity that, like, it's interesting that it's been found in its entirety. Yes. But... People were looking for it for actual years. But, like, there's not a lot of value in it, which is hard for me to say when it's an Adam West project. Because he is trying. Yes. Adam West is trying to make this as best as he can. But there's just nothing here. The, like, the point of this show is to debate if, it, we, if its cancellation was justified. I can't even find a reason to justify the existence of this pilot. <laughs> 
I'm giving it a stay tuned. What? You, you can't sit there and tell me that if I found another episode of this, you would want to watch it right now. Context matters. I don't think this is a good fit for an 8.30 time slot. But in the late 80s, in the middle of the night, before Adult Swim exists, this is exactly the shit you put on at like midnight or one in the morning at a sleepover or when you're hanging out with your friends. Like this kind of weird, uh, almost like this liminal space of a half hour. For late night TV, this is something I find kind of neat. No. 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 Listen to me. (laughs) Excuse you. This isn't anything. No, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Like, I'm saying it's it's a little bit of a weird episode of Stay Doomed because what we usually discuss, there isn't usually that kind of, like, substance. Noah is... I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Noah is so upset right now. (laughs) To me, by episode four, this was a countdown for this to be over. Because I was like, I'm not gaining anything. I'm not entertained by anything. It's just flashing pictures. I would get as much out of this with it muted than I would with the sound on. Uh, For me, I'm thinking about what it is in context. And I think if you're running this in the middle of the night... This is like absolutely what you watch at like a sleepover or something. My issue is this came out in what? The 80s? The early 90s? Uh, 1989. 1989. Okay. And these cartoons are from the 60s, right? Yeah. Okay. So if we did this show today, we'd be like, oh, it's cartoons lost and found. These are cartoons from the, 20, from the, the 2000s. And then I just showed out-of-context clips of Recess and As Told by Ginger and Men in Black, the cartoon. Okay. It's not old or obscure enough that people would be like, what is that? It's just being like, hey, remember this? All right. I, I don't know. I feel like you could do so much more with a half hour. I mean, I'm not positive you could do this today. Um, But by that, I mean you can't do this today. I think my problem was what I expected from a show called Cartoon Lost and Found was it was going to, with Adam West, was Adam West was going to be like, hey, have you ever heard of Rocky and Bullwinkle? Well, before Rocky and Bullwinkle ever got made, the creators of that created this weird thing that no one's ever seen. Enjoy. And I was expecting it to be more of a deep dive. But because of who we are, there was very few things in here that I was just like, oh, what was that? Other than Hercules mm-hmm. and me not really knowing Tom Slick. But like, from context, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is just race car Dudley Do-Right. I was really expecting there to be nothing that is shown is a hidden gem or a forgotten property. It's just like, hey, this isn't on TV anymore. I'm, uh, I'm really, things went away back then. So there, probably there was a really good chance you never saw these. 
But I think there's a market for something more like what you're describing now. I mean, there's a lot of YouTube channels that do yeah. what you're describing now. And podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was really interested in what we were sold at the beginning of like Adam West being the avuncular caretaker of some of these old cartoons. And I would have loved to have known more. But I don't hate what it is. I I think it, it could have been so much better. Like, what if when he found these cartoons, since you have the rights to them, and he put them in this machine, that George the Jungle would then talk to Adam West about being a lost cartoon. Okay. Or just maybe instead of it just being random non sequiturs, put a story in there. Like, the story of the the adapter, the lost cartoon that was this kid's favorite and his search for a new favorite cartoon, could have been the whole half-hour show. Make it more like a, a Super Mario Brothers super show. Okay. Where there's more of a plot throughout that has cartoons in it. Uh, I just thought this was the worst way to execute what they had. So I'm giving it a stay doomed. Yeah, I... I'm still keeping it a stay tuned because I I do see a value in what it was. Okay. I think this might be one of the first times I've given something a tuned that you've given a doomed. I, yeah, that may be true. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to usually, look back in the notes. Usually I'm the angie one. Um, so Noah, what do we got next week? So, that is a very interesting question. Next week we are going to bring back an old show that we used to do here on the show because we have a show in Massachusetts. Whoop. So we're going to be going away to Massachusetts, so we're not going to really have time to do a full Stay Doomed. So we're going to bring back our bonus show that we haven't done in a while, and that is On the Road with Plus Two Comedy. Yeah. So this will be a chill hangout with Plus Two Comedy as we drive back from Massachusetts. It's what we'll have time to create for you guys. Cool. Where can people find us, Noah? People can find us on Twitter at Stay Doomed, or they can email us at the Stay Doom <laughs> Show at gmail.com. This is why you usually do this. I part. know, I just watched Noah panic. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed, or you can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to me about one of these cartoons that is actually a hidden gem, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. And if you kind of just find the charm and weird things you used to watch in the middle of the night, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>